Previously on the Lupe and Royce Show. Michael Jordan, when he went to the arena, how did he get there? He drove a car with a motor in it. Uh, here we All right, so you guess got where the motor that came city. from. You got Henry Ford. There, there's your. That's okay, your, you now got Henry I'm gonna get. Ford. Okay, so I, put, we ain't got to bring. We ain't got to bring Hank. No, put. I'm just. I'm let's just focus on Henry Ford, right? Because again, everything that Detroit brings to the world, right, it's a downside to it. A, a serious downside. Okay, now Henry Ford. Mm. Downside to all greatness, man. Henry Ford basically reinvented slavery. I'm gonna just put that out there, right? That he just the assembly so line. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> the Lupa and Roy show is a Say What Media production. That was pretty good. What's up, y'all? This is Lupe Fiasco, and I left half a chicken in the microwave last night, and I'm thoroughly upset with myself. What's up, man? This is Royce to Five Nine, and I'm. I, I can't lie. I, I'm kind of surprised that Lupe uses a microwave. That's interesting. We gonna get into. We can get more into that once we get into the show. And this is Tom Frank, the regular guy. This is episode 38, folks. And I am donning my wizard shirt tonight because we got another big game tonight. We're, we're filming on a Wednesday, so if you're listening to this on Thursday, I'm either thoroughly excited or the season's over for my. Washington now, is that a wizard scrimmage jersey you have on there, or what do you mean scrimmage? This is an actual jersey. Now I have an old jersey. It's John Wall who doesn't play there anymore. Mm. However, however, I'm 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 you know I, this is the jersey I wore to the game mm. on Monday night mm-hmm. and they won, so I had to keep it. I had to keep it on. It's been on okay. since Monday. No problem. Big game. That how that, that's Big how game. that works. As long as you wear the jersey that they won in, that they'll continue to win. That's. That's 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 the uh, that's no, my reasoning. Yes. No other variable though, like nothing else no. has to do with it, right? The, the no, it's just purely my shirt. Oh, okay, cool. I just want to make sure your yeah. shirt is emanating winningness, winningness. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Now, now, unless somebody runs through the door and strips the shirt off me, I do expect to win tonight. What if you What if you run through the shower? Uh, How does that work? Do you get under the water? <laughs> do you like? Do you just? <laughs> I did take it off. Around I placed the shirt? it on my desk. I place it on my desk and nobody would touch it. Shout to, uh, to shout to John Wall. I was I did a a show in DC and I did an after party and John Wall came to the after party. I think it was him. Young kid, He's right? He's a big a big 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 shoulder dude. Black? Black. black. <laughs> He's black, yes. <laughs> it might have been. He's most him. definitely I black. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't there. Might have been him. I wasn't um, there. Um yeah, shout to DC, man. But I, y'all gonna lose. And no, no, no. Why? Why you say that? DC. I mean, why would you win? You you don't have a snowball's chance in hell. Who are y'all fight? Who are y'all playing? Philadelphia 76ers. Mm, maybe. Man, their, I didn't. Their even... big star Embiid is out this out this game, so we got we got a, we got a fighting chance. Yeah, we were down three zero. Now it's three one. I didn't know. Wait, y'all were down three. <laughs> three three no no three zero in the series. Okay. So this is the last three zero in the series, best of seven. So it's three one now. Are y'all still the, are y'all still the Wizards? Weren't y'all the Bullets at one point? Oh yeah, I liked the Bullets. I liked that name better. Y'all the y'all the y'all the Wizards now though. Shout shout yeah, to the Washington Violent. Shout to the Washington Wizards and all of the teams in the NBA. Good luck. I didn't know it was the playoffs. I don't really follow basketball crazy, but uh, good luck to all the teams that are in there, including Tom's uh, Washington. Bullets. I like the Wizards better. Wizards. Yeah, you do? Man, I like I like the Bullets. Because I'm a wizard. I don't like bullets. 
I just don't I don't like bullets. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like bullets is more like now, a shy town type of thing. What you was about to say, Tom? Bullets. We're not what carrying, I was gonna say. Now I know. Not, hold on, hold on, Tom. Royce, we're not yeah. carrying over last week to this week. Oh no, this okay? is this isn't from last week. This is just life for me. We ain't finna just. You're not finna just like disparage my city. I wasn't disparaged. because you lost last week. I wasn't week. disparaged. I love your. Okay? I love your. Especially with this, I don't like. I don't like bullets. You got a matrix no, wall. No, no. You're being ignorant. Okay. You're being ignorant. You stop. Stop. Wall, stop. You're being ignorant. You no, no. Guns, you're being okay? ignorant. No, stop. You're being ignorant. Police. You're being ignorant. You're being ignorant. Stop. What you was about to say, Tom? Now, on the sports <laughs> subject, on the sports subject, I know where sports is in our jam. Mm-hmm. All right, and and let, let me get to where I'm going with this, but it, but it it's is your relevant, jam, Tom. It's it's your jam. It, it's it's your. It is my jam. I take love sports. It, Listen, and, take run and a few things, a few things have happened that I, that kind of relate, I think, back to mm-hmm. you guys a little bit. So I don't know if you, you don't follow this, but fans are back in the stands. Fans are mm-hmm. acting crazy. I don't know if you've seen this, but Trey Young got spit on. We had popcorn dumped on Russell Westbrook. We had some crazy fan actually ran onto the court. I've never seen this before at the game I was at mm-hmm. the other night. And uh, security tackled him. It was, it was actually kind of cool. But what is wrong with these fans? And, and my question to you guys in your line of work in performing is anything weird ever happened to you guys on stage? Fans doing something that they shouldn't mm. have? You really need to be asking Royce's fans because it goes the other way. It's not. It's not how you think. It's not that people do crazy stuff to Royce. It's it's Royce blacks out and then he winds up being the perpetrator of crazy <laughs> things to his fans. Never, never. So it's, it's a flip. You know what I'm saying? He throws nobody's ever jumped shirt. on stage. He throws on the flash shirt and then he just blanks out. No, nope, no. Nope. Before you know it. See, see, see. You can go to the flash shirt, but I can't say anything. See, man. See, see this is it's, this is not a, this is not an even. It's a double. It's we're not on. We're not on the even playing field here because I can't say anything about Chicago. But he can talk about this imaginary flash shirt that y'all been dragging along since for all of these episodes. It's not even. It's not even a real thing. It's fake. You, you know, made it not, up. You know what? You know y'all made it up. I think that my my conspiracy theory, Tom, to your first part. We'll get to the second part about fan stuff, right? But the the first part about, I think it's COVID, man. I think people caught COVID, and then it it is driving them into this uh, almost Spartan barbaric. That coupled with the you know people being locked in for so long, and then having COVID, it drove them crazy. We don't so we don't know they, how to act anymore. Now they out and they just wild. They don't know. They don't know what to do with themselves. I blame COVID. It's like letting letting a bunch of zoo animals out of the zoo out of a cage and they just running around everywhere see what happened was they shouldn't have tackled them they should have just let the players get them oh but this this security guard i mean his face lit up he came and tackled this guy it was a perfect tackle right on the court the fans the the players were were applauding him you know i'm afraid of if we don't have any fan crazy stories now we're going to have them soon, get right? Because now that same wild fanaticism and craziness that is right now mm-hmm. brutalizing the NBA will carry over to some of these concerts and festivals that we got coming up. In I, do, I, so, I do believe that. Yeah. But, but I just want to let a message to the fans. Don't get your ass whooped. This ain't the NBA. Royce, Royce got guns. It's going to come down no, a little but differently. Not, Bombs, not on tour. Jets. Not on tour. I got them at home to protect my home. I don't carry them on tour, on my tour bus. 
You know what, man? One time I was on stage. I, I can't remember where I was. I, I think I was somewhere overseas. Somewhere overseas. And there was a, um, I was performing and I totally didn't see it. And I got told then the whole story by my manager. And, um, I think it was my little brother. No, it couldn't have been my little brother. It had to be somebody else, somebody else that was traveling with us who wasn't performing, who didn't have a microphone that was totally oblivious to what was going on. But there was a guy on side of the stage with two knives that were about, they said they were like a couple feet and he was like doing some sort of like dance with them and just was swinging them like this. And Kino was like, <laughs> he went to go tell him, yo, you can't be right here. And he turned around and he was like, I'm a Sunni Muslim. I'm a Sunni Muslim. And he just was swinging it, swinging the, 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 um, the knives and shit around. And Kino couldn't think of what to say. So he just said the first thing to hit him. He said, listen, man, my name is Kino Kamaru. Because <laughs> that's what his middle name is. So he just he just found the Muslim in his own name. So he could try to make some sort of connection with this dude. Because obviously he was fucking scared shitless. And none of the security would tell him he had to leave from off the side of the stage. So Kino was trying to like sweet talk him off the side of the stage. And I can't remember how he ended up leaving the stage, but I never saw him. I never saw him. But the whole time he was just doing some kind of dance. And he was under the influence of something. And he had these knives. I don't know how the fuck he got him into the club, but he could have literally killed some people in there. <laughs> Aside from that, like That's I don't got no more story. I mean, I got hit in the head with a, with a water bottle before. But that, was, that was about it. That's really good. Not the water bottle, but the the the, the you didn't know there was a, a circus act going on stage. The left. water bottle actually the, 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 water, the water bottle actually was good too because if I stood out in the crowd and you gave me five chances, I couldn't hit somebody in the head in five in five tries. I think it was just enough water in the bottle to where you can get a good aim on it. And I saw it coming, but I was drinking. So I was thinking to myself, like, I'm going to slip this. And then I was thinking to myself, damn, I ain't getting out the way fast enough. And it was just like. And it just, boom. Well, all all of the people in the NBA have been arrested and charged. Well, so. what? No, you, you. Uh, the, the guy that threw the water bottle, I b- believe, was charged with a felony. They're trying to hit Kyrie with a water bottle. Remember the brawl at the palace in Detroit? Ooh, I remember that. All yeah. of those guys that were involved in that, that ended up getting county time, I was locked up with all those guys. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. The, the, the yeah. actual fans, because who, who was it that ran up into Steven the stands and literally tri- punched the guy? Steven Jackson. That's who it was. Huh. So you got, you got to spend some time with those fans. Yeah. I didn't say much to him, though. Do you just, like, give mics to everybody backstage? Like, is that the whole entourage got mics? Like, you're just passing them out before the show? Like, you get a mic, you get a mic, everybody get a mic? That's how many people got mics at Why do show? you say that, Lupe Fiasco? Because cause you you was like, I don't know if it had to be. You said it had to be somebody who didn't have a mic. Oh, yeah. because so I'm I, like, how many people does does Royce give mics to? Oh, no, no, no. Just me <laughs> just me and my little brother. Just me, and my, just me and my little brother. And, and this was like... This was, so it'd be me and my little brother, but my DJ's mic would be live too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, the reason why I said it couldn't have been my little brother is because he may have reacted differently from somebody else, from Keno and them. He might have took that personal. 
out of sorts. Mm-hmm. Shout to shout to Kid Vicious. Yeah. Um, I once did Somerset, which is a uh, uh, Rhyme Sayers up in Minneapolis. Rhyme Sayers is a record uh, independent record company up in uh up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they uh they do a uh, uh a festival called Somerset, right? And uh, is it Somerset? I think it's Where Soundset. Have you done there? I think, done I think it's Soundset. Soundset. Something like that. Soundfest or Soundset. So anyway, they got this festival up in Mini- up in Minneapolis, and I went up there, and it was like uh, Brother Ali, Ghostface, uh, I think Action Bronson. They 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 just lay it. It's like a hip hop, a hip hop who's who, right? And so it was super hot, crazy hot, and uh. I remember, and I had I had on a Bob Marley shirt. That's when I had dreads, and you know, my show's not like a traditional rap show. My show's like you're gonna get some punk rock, you're gonna get some R and B, you're gonna get some stand up comedy. I, I do a whole like thing, right? And uh, <laughs> I remember it was like super hot, and I remember telling my fans I was in the middle of the show, I was like, "Yo, I need all y'all. I need everybody. It's so hot. We need to pray to whoever controls the rain." To make it rain, right? And it was like blue sky, hot, right? And I swear to you, Tom, by the end of my set, it has started raining, 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 wind, wind, wind out of nowhere. So strong that they had to cancel the rest of the festival because it started, the wind <laughs> started to come in and, and like, and people were looking like, yo, Lupe has magical Did powers. This. That's a good set. Nobody else could perform. It's sound set. <laughs> sound set. Mm-hmm. No, nobody else could perform, and it, it a, a whole storm came, and they had to evacuate the place because the stage, the stage was like just in the middle of a field, and the wind would could blow the stage down. All that. they had to evacuate, cancel the concert. Atmosphere didn't even get a chance to perform, and it's their festival. Well, next time, don't joke around with your powers. That happened, and I did another festival like that. I think up in Canada, I did not. Ask for rain from the heavens or storms. I'm a Roro Monroe, the man version. Storm man. How he's the flash. I'm I guess I'm man storm. Anyway. Man storm. I just wish it would so we were rain. doing the, we did it. Oh, did it rain. Not really. Not really. Stop rain. Stop. Stop. Stop rain. <laughs> stop rain. That's enough rain. We did another we did like another festival, and this one was like a big festival where it was rappers and rock stars and singers and all that right techno bands and all that and uh a storm we had performed it was getting like super windy super like stormy we had got off stage and like soon as we got off stage the wind came and knocked the stage down right as a band was before a band had came on i think it was like the go-go's or like the b-52s or something it was some like crazy band came on perform the stage fell down it fell on top of a uh, uh who's those sisters? It was these country music sisters. Um Ah, oh, what's their name? You're telling they me the like, stage fell on them? The stage so they had their tour bus behind the stage and the the, yeah. t- the stage fell over and landed on like their tour bus. So it was it was bananas. It was bananas. <laughs> yeah, so it was the blues fest. It was cheap trick. They were performing on stage, the stage collapsed. Um, and I feel like it fell on the Dixie Chicks tour bus. <gasps> Let me see if the Dixie Chicks were there. 
The Dixie well, Chicks changed their name recently. They're now called The Chicks Only. I don't know why. Mm. That's why they didn't come up at first. You're listening to the Lupe and Roy Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", and Tom Frank. The Lupe and Roy Show is a production of Say What Media. Have you thought about hosting your own podcast but don't know where to start? Working with Say What Media is like having your own personal producer, editor, audio engineer, and distributor all in one place. From equipment recommendations to engineering and distribution, Say What Media handles the boring details so you can focus on saying interesting stuff. Get started at saywhat.media. You're listening to the Lupe and Roy Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", Tom Frank. Are you guys excited to get back on tour? You talking to me? Yes. Talking to me? Not both of you. Yes. Touring, yep. touring can be rough absolutely, though, right? Absolutely. I mean, you're out there playing every Abs- night. Absolutely you're not. eating crap. You're not exercising. You're right? eating crap and you're at, you're not exercising. I'm eating good and I'm exercising. I can take I actually I actually treat touring as if it is a it's my NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm training for it right now, so mm-hmm. I'm getting swole as hell. Look at that muscle, man! So you are you are you actually trained to get back out on tour because you're out of shape probably from not being on. I'm not saying out of shape in life, but out of shape for being performing. I mean, I'm getting older. Touring is harder, so I got to kind of meet it where it is. You know, and the, the type of show that I do, I have to I have to be in a certain level of physical fitness. I'm coming out there to see a show. I'm gonna I'm gonna be free because I'm not gonna be touring. <laughs> Why not, man? You I'm just be out you there got the Grammy out. nominated. What are you What are you talking about? You supposed to be on tour. You're not going. You're not going on tour when you can. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't want to. Bro, you got a Grammy nominated album. You need to get all of the homies that did to, that all got nominated for Grammys, and, and then you need the to tour. do a tour together. They are your homies. That would be a great tour. The noms. What? Yeah, I could diss Nas every every night. Just do a yeah. cipher where you diss mm-hmm. Nas for winning, like a hater. How about I come you know? to one of your shows, and then when you see me in the audience, you shout me out and you diss Nas. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't diss my. You know what I'm saying? That's my. That's my. That's my guy. Nah, man. But you. Well, how come you're not touring? You serious? Or are you joking? Um. I'm partly serious. I'm partly serious. Man. I think I think what I'm trying to say, um, as I'm being silly right now, because I'm just in a good silly mood. I think what I'm trying to say, what I'm thinking is, I I don't really love touring like every like I love everything else. Mm. I don't love I don't love touring. Mm. So you don't love going from city to city every night performing in front of a big audience. I like performing. I don't love touring. Performing and touring is two different things. Two different mm-hmm. things? Yeah, they are two if different things. If I can morph, touring, touring I can morph onto each stage, I tour all the time. <laughs> so it's well, the travel part that kills you. You don't like the flights and the, and the logistics? I don't like anything about touring but standing on stage for an hour. <laughs> Everything else that goes everything everything else that goes into it, I hate it. See, that's why you got to go on tour with me one time, Royce. I'm gonna show you the I'm gonna show you the the, uh, a new way to experience touring, man. It's fun with me, man. We go to antique stores. 
go to nice little breakfast shops in the morning, pull into the it's city. It's not that I, it's not find that dope breakfast. It's not shop, that I'm bored. Did I get bored and didn't, can't find anything cool to do? It's not that at all. You talking to an ex drunk man? <laughs> I used to be out there fucking, fucking <laughs> having a good time, just sitting in a bar. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't like. You know what? I, you know what I don't like, honestly. I don't like um, having to get up in the morning. Um, that's a big pet, big pet peeve of mine. Um, I'm actually retired from getting up early in the morning, so I don't do that anymore. Hey, you don't like. You don't like. You don't like getting up at all. Like you just would rather not awaken. Oh, or sure. Just I'll, I'll awaken whenever. At a certain time. I'll awaken whenever. <laughs> as long as nobody telling me I got to wake up. As soon as somebody tell me I got to wake up, then it's no, it's no, all bets are off. I can wake up seven in the morning. My daughter can come in, give, making all kind of demands. That's beautiful. The second I got to answer to an alarm clock or I got to wake up because I got to be somewhere. I hate, I hate, I I'm a real I'm a I'm going to reiterate this. I hate I hate I despise it. I retire from it. I retire from that yeah, and I, I retire from politicking. I no longer politic. Remember we used to have to do that, Lou? You got to get out there and politic. You. I don't know what you're talking about. I I've, I've never been a senator or I've never ran for office. So got to get out there and politic. politic. You don't remember they used to tell us we got to politic? You got to get out there and politic, man. I kind of remember politics. Politic. You got to be out here. Shuck and jive. Shuck and jive is what I call it. Your network. Shucking and jive. Your network is your net worth. You don't know. You ain't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I network. Yeah, I retired from all that. So I just rap. I, I just rap. So. So no tour. No, no tour on the horizon. He going on tour. It just depends. I make my decisions. Listen, Royce is going on tour, Tom. I'm not saying that I'm not. Saying. You can't make a decision like that on the fly. He, this that, that that takes planning yeah, yeah, yeah. And, can, and promotion yeah. and, a, and a layering of things. Yeah. Royce is going on tour, Tom. He's capping right. No, now. I'm not capping. I'm not capping. Hey. I'm not capping. I'm not capping. That's why he has on a hat. He's the only one of us now that has on a hat, and it's a cap. He capping right now. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm never. I'm never. I'm never going on tour again. But you know, the right situation comes. You know, I'll have to I'll have to consider it, but I'm not looking forward. I think the question was, are we looking forward to going out there? That was, you know, some 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 artists love that part of it. You know what I'm saying? We all got our thing that we love. I don't think the average MC Lupe, I don't think the average MC, probably not even you, Lou. I don't know. Loves the studio as much as me. I'm here. What are you talking about? I'm sitting in front of a studio right now. If I pitch up this camera, this is my studio. Look at this. I can't pitch it up. Maybe I can pitch this down. I'm going to bring my... This is my mic right here. I'm going to... Look at that. When I'm, when I'm done doing this podcast, I'm going to stand but up you and got start it. rapping. You got yourself... And over there is another mic. But you got yourself a rig at your crib. That's what you got right there. Yeah, studio. This is not your compound in Chicago. Yeah, I don't go there. See? So this is an all-in studio. I go there. I stay here. No, this is a studio. Like I, I'm past that. Man, this, you gotta have you, you gotta have a studio with the kitchen, and you gotta have the gun wall, and you gotta have the rooms in the B room, and the C room, and the D room. Man, whatever. I got. I never said. Couch, I never said none of these things. Nightstand, a nightstand, and I got my little my little two hundred dollar mic in my garage band, and I be in here making hits. But I, See, I haven't been recording. I just love this. I love being in here. I love being in the studio. 
I don't like traveling. Oh yeah, I hate the studio. I don't like traveling. I hate me some studio. I hate the, I hate, I hate airplanes. I don't care how nice they are. Wait. So Lou, when you tour, jets. are you flying everywhere or do you have a tour bus? It depends on how the tour is routed. Sometimes we got a tour rental car. Mm-hmm. A tour um, rental, and that's not. Oh yeah. That, Listen, I'm getting to the I'm getting to the back. That don't man. help. Have, I need to get that walk bike. That train. don't help the cause. Those Sprinter van tours don't help the cause at all. Yeah, but spent. Uh, I mean, like I just said, we'll just go. See, right now, I'm so used. To, I'm minimizing my life, as I call it, being like skeleton. So like we'll just get the skeleton crew. I'll have my assistant, and sometimes I don't even need my assistant. Shout out to Khadijah, um, and I'll just have it'll just be me and my DJ. It's like yeah, we mean at the airport. It? Let's go. Yep, we rent the car. He drive. I might drive after the show, whatever. However we feel, check into the hotel, go bust the show down. Then regroup. <clears throat> it's because it's like that's all you need at the end of the day. You know, like you don't need a bunch of moving parts and pieces. And then I'm not doing like stadiums, so I don't need like trucks and my own stage and stuff like that. I'm doing little, little, just two of you though showing up and venues. Yeah, that's all we need. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Keeping it a buck. I expected Why? more. Then we'll do like college shows that are in stadiums, but it's like everything's already there. So you just pull up. You may have your sound man, may not, and it doesn't just get it there. Do what you need to do and get back. So. I've learned I've learned to enjoy because the majority of my life I've spent the majority of my adult life or at least half of my adult life from twenty until now. So what's that? Almost twenty years in the public eye on the road on the road, mm-hmm. on the road in hotels. Um, you know, sleeping in, you know, Marriotts and yeah. La Quinta, well, not like La Quintas. We're not going that far down the hole. But, you know, just the random little hotels you see on the side of the expressway, like Lupe Fiasco's in there. You know, they got to drive 30 minutes to the next town to do a show and then fly out the next morning. So that was my life, man. For 10, 10, and literally about 10 years of my life has been spent on the road. I stayed in a couple of La Quintas in my day. <laughs> there, was a, there was a point in time where I, I wasn't necessarily, I I wasn't like necessarily the on the inner the inner paradigm of the music business. I was operating on the outskirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was doing, you know. Yeah, man. I was doing the, the, the 100, 100, 200 people venues staying at the La Quinta. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not too... I, I, think people, I think people may have like a mistaken understanding of like Lupe Fiasco and like my career. Like I've done, when I say I've done everything, I've done everything and it wasn't on a linear thing. It was everything simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So I would do like a stadium, then go do like a hundred person Mm -hmm. thing, then go do like a, then 12 people would show up, then go do another thing. And it's 70,000 people, Mm -hmm. then go do another. And it was just kind of like so sporadic. And it was like, yeah, one day you'll be staying in the Ritz. And the next day you'll be staying at, you know, La Quinta, you know, as Lupe Fiasco with with records on the radio and the whole thing. It was just kind of like whatever works, you know, whatever works. Which now which do you prefer doing a big stadium or a small, intimate room? I think the last stadium show I did was with Nas. It was Nas, me, Nas and AZ. 
I think it might have been someone else too. And I mean, the thing with stadiums is I can only fill up a stadium by myself in very specific places in very specific circumstances. It is not my norm. My norm is like theaters and houses of blueses and stuff like that. Because I don't have these big massive radio records. So I don't have, I just mm-hmm. have like records. So I can, I can bang out some v- local venues, maybe a little middle, middle scale situation, but I'm not, I'm not hitting up your, where the, where the Bulls are playing. You know, I'm not knocking out NBA stadiums and stuff like that. But so they're different, it's different worlds. The stadium is, is, is big. It's, is distant. You know, you're meant to kind of be watched. It's not like an interaction. Whereas with the, uh, mm-hmm. for at least from my point of view, the smaller joints, they're for interactivity. You know, it's like a, a deeper, richer connection with the audience, uh, which can be a good good thing and a bad thing depending on the night. But stadiums is just distant. Like, it's just out there. You know, big grand gestures, stuff like that. Yeah, stadiums are like, that's like, it's like big production you know, like it just feels like a, a a night at the office. You know what I mean? Like you, you just feel like it's not it's, it's it's less like you're performing and more like you're just up there doing a job and everybody's on cue and wearing in ear in ear monitors and the crowd is like mad far away and the only thing really good about it is like you can feel the energy from like the all of the screaming and shit like that. But then like the intimate yeah. the intimate shows I, they feel more like the open mics where I come from, you know, so you can touch the people. You can look, you can look right at people. You know what I mean? Like if the, if the sound system is good, I prefer the smaller ones, but if it's a small show, if it's a small show, but it, it the sound system that's indicative of the venue comes along with it, then no go, no go. Then we talking about, you know, mics with chords. We talking about, <laughs> We talking about sound guys with attitudes. You know what I mean? What the what the fuck do you want from me, man? What, what do you want? You want me to turn you up? I like mics record. You do? I like my I like mics record. Yeah, I travel with my own mics. So I have my mics. I actually have my own. I have both setups. So I have a stadium setup um with all of the kit cuz I used to travel with my whole squad but but low low like you know low lower scale. But we had wireless mics, the whole, the whole, that whole kind of when you go to a stadium, that setup. And then I got my little cafe setup. You know what I'm saying? Just my little skeleton setup. But I do travel with my own mics. I stop, uh, I don't use, uh, house mics or other people's mics. Unless, unless it's like, you know, it's just too much of a trifle or it's already kind of set up. But like when I normally, when I go and do shows, majority of the time now I bring my own mics. You ever performed at the, at the Middle East in Chicago, in um, Boston. The Middle East. Yeah, it's like a downstairs, downstairs joint. I don't think so. I think it's like five hundred people, maybe a thousand people, somewhere between that. You ever did a? Uh, you ever did uh, what's the name of that place? Is it Frogs or Toads? You ever did Toads Place in Connecticut? Mm-hmm. Everybody's done Toad's, Toad's Place. Toad's be off place. the chain, man. We did some good shows there. My best shows at Toad's Place was with Slaughterhouse. Ah, uh, because you know we got yeah, that, that like East Coast, that East Coast thing. kind of fan base. You know what I mean? And that place is like Toad's Place is actually kind of legendary. That's kind of a that's kind of a historic mm-hmm. kind of 
kind of venue, I think. Toe's Place, Middle East, um, St. Andrews, Blind Pig. You ever had you do Blind Pig? I don't think so. St. Andrews sounds familiar by Blind Pig. You definitely did St. Andrews, but Blind Pig is like up in Ann Arbor. It's like in a college town, and it's like one of the only venues up there. And it's really small, but people still do it for whatever reason because it's like a classic Mm. type of venue. In Ann Arbor, Mm -hmm. Michigan? Yeah, I know. I know you done Gas Monkey. You did Gas Monkey in Dallas. Mm. Sound familiar? It's in Dallas. I've done Gas Monkey like nineteen times. Like I don't. I don't want to do it anymore. But shout to shout to the good folks at Gas Monkey. But goddamn, <laughs> book me somewhere else in Dallas, please. But now nah, we've done Gas Monkey mad times. Um, I'm thinking of, um, that was my thing. I found myself in like loops going to different places, going to the same place in different, the same, same city, places in same each city, venue, but like a different year, mm-hmm. different album, but coming back to the same place. Mm-hmm. What'd you say, Royce? This is a spot in Houston. You just made me think of where it's like, it's like one venue that everybody go, but it's like different rooms based off of how many people you can bring. They got like a small room. I think they got three rooms in there. Mm. Real big room, medium sized room, then it's a small room. But I've mm. I've done all all three of them or both of them. It's either two or or three. I've done all, but the smaller one was like the funnest time I remember having. How do you maintain like your mental and physical health while you're on tour? I mean, you just said you're you're performing, then you jump in a car, then you're hitting the hotel. Like, what are you doing to keep keep that balance? I mean, I treated it, 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 it so it depends because it was, I've, I used to tour. I remember I was on tour one time for like two years. Straight? Like straight. Mm-hmm. And we were just taking breaks. And that my thing was I would just come home to pack. That's what my, that's what my, like my homes are just like waypoints in a video game. They're like just storage bins <laughs> from a video game. Cause I literally just, my life was coming in, packing, unpacking and leaving. And I would be like for a few days and I would leave. Right. So I would come home and just like it would be suitcases and and then you swap things out, spend a little time and you, you go back on the road. And uh, I mean, you it, it, it wears you down like you don't know. Like I remember I called pneumonia on tour, didn't know until the end of tour and then had to go in the hospital for like was was down for like a month or something like that. Um, then like. Other times is really good. It really just depends. It really de- it really just depends on how you prepare for it or if you're treating it like a if you're just treating it like a job if you really want to do it like if you don't want to do it then it's a bitch mm-hmm. um but like if you really want to do it then it's a different thing if you're going to places that you really like right and if you travel in with like people that you really like to travel with so i like like i'll bring my homies out <laughs> i remember one time i was i had this was recent i had a shitty tour and uh I was just really down, you know, I was just really down. And I think we were in Minnesota and I came downstairs, the tour, tour bus pulled, uh, we had these tour sprinter vans, uh, that I bought and, uh, came downstairs and opened up the van door and it was, it was my man, Billy blue. And I remember I just gave him a hug. It was just like, <laughs> I just leaned in and gave him like a, a hug. Cause it was just like refreshing to see like, you know, somebody that you actually genuinely like traveling around with and hanging out with. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you ain't got that and you're like in some random town somewhere or in your, you're in Europe somewhere. And it's just it's just like that shit just becomes like a grind. 
But then you get paid. So you think about that, and it's like, oh, I do got some money at the end of it. That kind of brightens it up. But I mean, at a, at a, now I treat it like it's a sport. And for me, it's like you're going on. It's a sport, you know. So I train for it. I train on tour. It's your season. It's yeah. And then I get up there. It's a it's a whole. We know what works. There's a comfort level. You know, expectations are kind of set. You know, it's it's more of a of a well-oiled machine, but I treat it like a sport. I don't treat it like a like a job, you know. But I I, I take mm-hmm. that back. I do kind of treat it a little bit like a job, but the job is a sport. You know, I'm getting paid to play a sport. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I prefer not to go. That's what I do. But but it doesn't mean <laughs> but, it, but it doesn't mean that I'm not thankful. So I'm not complaining. Okay, I don't want anybody to take the wrong way what I'm saying. I just really love I really love the studio. I love the studio. And I love You know what you should do, Rush? You should go to Vegas. You should just get like a residency in Vegas. Residency. There you go. You never got to leave. You can set it up however you want. There's only one problem with that. Heaven Studio. Except for it's in Vegas. I'm going to sound really difficult right now, but I'm really not. I think Lou, Lou knows how to trap me into corners. I hate Vegas. What? Vegas is the only place. What are you talking about? You hate Vegas. I hate Vegas. Why? I don't know. Vegas is the only place. Because of Tupac? Vegas is the only place I hate. No. Nope. It's something to do with the casinos and just. Is it the casino? The sound? <laughs> Everything <laughs> is constant? Coming down from your hotel room. It shakes room, your Christianity. Coming down from your hotel room and it looks like just, just all kinds of sin is being marketed to you as you walk through the lobby. See? It, it grabs him. Come and gamble. Tom. Hey, how about a hooker? I hey, how about you know? It's just it's just a whole bunch of shit going on. That I just don't like the way I feel in Vegas. I don't like Vegas. I don't like the weather. I don't like. What? I don't like it. Oof. I'll I'll do a residency Man. for you in Vegas. I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoy Vegas. I don't gamble or any of that. I but don't you drink. don't gamble or drink, right? It's what else just is there a, to do in Vegas? You know what? Because it ain't it ain't that much to Vegas is very small. Everything else is best is basically like California outside of the strip. So the the way it's built, the way it's set up, is just like a California kind of suburb almost. Um like outside of LA. That's how majority of California California is. But I just like the energy, man. I like the energy. I like the vibe. It's a new the thing with Vegas and why people do residencies there is because you got the locals and they'll come out, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's cool. You have Vegas locals, so shout out to all the fans out in Vegas. They come out. But then, you know, Vegas is a tourist trap. You know, so people yeah, are constantly coming in and out, in and out, in and out. So you can get a new crowd every night. You know, if you put on a, a really good show. We used to have a res I say that we used to have a residency in, in Vegas. Shout out to my man uh Scott Jalotley. We used to DJ as a sound clash and we had residencies in Vegas. And it was just like, man, it but I, I, I beat Vegas up. I've been there a Tons of times, got some good homies out there. I just, I think it's cool, but it just as an option, Royce. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I definitely, do I definitely, you do one in Detroit. I definitely don't hate it on some shit where I'm like, I don't understand what people love about it. I clearly can see, I clearly can mm-hmm. see, you know, the the, the likable qualities that Vegas has to offer people. I just don't like, I've never liked the way I felt in Vegas. I went to Vegas and had a good time, you know, got lit up and did a show. You know what I mean? Like I had a good time, but all in all, the last time I went, 
uh, was a UFC fight I went to sober and I sealed it. That sealed it. <laughs> I was like, I knew Wait, I wouldn't. You tripping. don't like Vegas sober. Wait, you don't like Vegas sober. Yeah, but I was telling myself, what, what? I was telling myself that when I was drinking and then when I went sober, it was like, oh yeah, I, I knew I wasn't tripping. I don't like this. I don't like the way it feel. Oh, gotcha. I don't like the energy. Gotcha. Mm. Good. It is it got, different. It's a weird. It's a weird energy. energy. They got good food, good food, good, great shopping, and just good entertainment. Great shopping. You know, if you're going for like, yeah, amazing shopping. Caesar's Palace. What the shops at Caesar's Palace? Crazy. Yeah, I never. But that's I when I was shopped. in my luxury, make white people rich mode. I never shopped. I, I never shopped there because I never, I never got that comfortable enough to shop. I got to be a little bit comfortable to shop, man. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the Five Nine, and Tom Frank. Time to give a little shout out to our sponsor, BetterHelp. I don't know if you caught this, Tom, but we had a dude from Cali call in the hotline a couple weeks ago to rave. I mean, he just couldn't shut up um, about BetterHelp uh, after hearing about it right here on this show. All right. By all means, please share some choice quotes from the voicemail. Okay. First of all, Sean from California called you the coolest colonizer at the cookout. That the CCC. <laughs> Or the CC, the coolest colonizer at the cookout. I, I was thinking more the parts about better help. Ah, ah, okay, okay. So not the insults and the low blows. Okay, gotcha. Okay, first he says, it blew my mind when I heard your first ad for better help. Guess he didn't realize we were into that sort of thing. Then he says, I've been using better help for three or four months now, and I love it. It's amazing. I'm on my third therapist. You got to find the right one for you, and I feel like I have. I feel like I've got a better quality of life now and it's only going up from here. That's that's optimism is what that's called, Tom. That is a straight up real endorsement right there. We can't make this up, people. All right. Y'all know the drill. BetterHelp provides professional counseling in a safe and private online environment. We recommend it because it's convenient, professional, affordable and anything you share with our counselor is on the hush hush. Get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com slash Lupe and Royce. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Lupe and Royce. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", and Tom Frank. Yo, speaking of uh, sports and uh, mental health and treating it like a job and politicking, um, what do you think about uh, Naomi, uh, Naomi mm. Osaka's uh, piece, Royce, about mm. the the press? My my mind lit up as soon as I seen it, and uh, I was like, I mean, so what? Did, what does she opt not to do press because she? What? What? What's the? What's the whole story with that? Well, it it was bigger than is that. It, is it? I mean, she didn't want to. She didn't want to do press. And they, she got fined for not doing it because I guess that's part of your contract when you go to the French Open. And so she withdrew from the from the tournament because she just didn't want to do it. She had said numerous times that it it had a bad effect on her mental health. Doing press had a bad effect on her mental health. I think I think the questions and that the way the press comes at you, I think she just didn't want to deal with it. Well, I don't know. I think L I think what's your take I think it was I think it was more specific to, you know, press. In between matches, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like those, you know how yeah. like how like after basketball games they got to come out and speak to mm -hmm. the press, and whether you win or lose, yeah. you just got to you got to show up. I think it was I think it was more like that. 
And she was like, yo, she do press at the end, you know, when the tournament is over. Mm. But that's, I guess, that kind of sporadic little press junkets that you got to do in between matches and stuff like that mm. um, what, what was what she was kind of averse to. Um, and she, she thought and it was like hostile questions, host, hostile questions from journalism mm. that are picking her game apart. Um, mm. And she just said she struggles with depression and just, mm. you know, but I, you're right. Between those th- those games, that had to be tough. That's interesting because I, po- I posted some shit the other day, the, uh, the Kyrie thing, where he was actually doing the post-game press. And um, I guess he was so disturbed with, with everything that's been going on, like abroad, you know, the whole, mm. like, Palestine, the whole thing. So he was just, he was just like, you know, like, he was just talking about um, – the war against war period like the human the human if you're a good human being you should be against war period and he was just saying that he's distracted by everything that's going on and he was like honestly guys like i'm not really like focused on like answering questions and shit right now and talking about the game i'm more concerned with you know lives being lost you know what i mean like young kid innocent innocent people dying and shit like that and like the guys that were interviewing, they were cool. They was just like, okay, yeah, 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 we understand. So they were basically a longer story short. He was, he was distracted with everything that's going on in the world. And he was more concerned with just humanity. You know what I'm saying? So they was just like, in, in terms of the players and stuff on the team, I don't really, I'm not really thinking about the game. I'm more concerned about my teammates making it home safely. You know, that that kind of thing. So, you know, like the, the, the guys that were interviewing them, they were pretty cool about it. They were just like, how do you, you know, like how do you focus, you know, in the game when you're so distracted with everything that's going on? So what I was taken aback and surprised by was how many people were in the comments upset and offended, talking about, you know, how much money did he agree to, to, to receive as an NBA player mm. and how, you know, like – it's, it's standard. People were going as far as like talking like they were the motherfuckers who did his contract for him with hmm. like it's in his contract. And then some people were like, how do you know it's in his contract? And people were basically having an argument about rather he should. I guess not be a human, not be a human when it's time to be an NBA player and be a human on your own time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like that's that's kind of like with the um, Naomi Osaka thing reminded me of. I was thinking about her putting her mental health first. And how people just kind of feel like that you're supposed to, you know, when you sign up for a professional sport, you know, you're not allowed to be like a, you know, like a father. Like LeBron can't react to, you know, s- certain things that are happening, like, you know, with the with the police and and, and, and and killing unarmed kids and shit like that. Like he can't have like a natural father reaction. He has to be LeBron James at all times. He has to be professional. She has mm. to put her mental health second, you know to the professional sport Kyrie can't be Kyrie the human in those moments because of money and like people were like really emotionally talking about it like they were emotionally invested in in making that point and it was just a little strange to me I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate um only because not to the extreme not to the extreme like my my grandmother passed away and you shouldn't cry nigga shoot the ball like I'm not I'm not talking about that but <laughs> there is something <laughs> that's a cold that's some cold shit to say to somebody too that was that was cold but it, it's is there not an expectation and th- this isn't this isn't uh 
and and I'm speaking from a person who's been through some some horrific shit in the music business mm-hmm. with some with some with some folks, um, where I was physically ill, mm-hmm. like physically ill, like and was under doctor's orders to like, hey man, if you fly, you gonna die. Type one of those, right? That was like the state of my respiratory system, um, and it was just a push from the powers that be, from BET. And from the record label to be like, hey, man, get your ass on that plane and go down there and perform at Spring Bling. Mm, I remember you were telling me. I was like, y'all don't even care about me. You know, like, BT, that ain't even my, y'all, I mean, I won't say that BT doesn't care about me. But I'm not like the, the quintessential BT artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not moving numbers over there for y'all. Um, and I, they wanted me to comp- perform, like, one song. And it was, it was like, and it was, and if I knew it was only because... It was a big record, mm-hmm. right? It was one of my big records. And I knew that was the only reason they wanted me to come for them. Just because they didn't want me, they wanted the song, mm-hmm. right? And I knew that. And it was, but it was like, I'm, I'm saying that in treatment for pneumonia, right? And it was like, nah, man, if you don't come down here, we're not playing none of your shit, mm-hmm. Right? And it was like, this don't even mean anything. Like, these people at Spring, they don't even care. Like, this stuff, people don't care, right? But it's just for the sake of the institution getting a, having a, a power play or putting up whatever little metrics so they can be tapped in with what is, is the moment, right, for that song. And it was just kind of like, man, that's like super fucked up, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, it, it was one of those moments where I started to not care about the music business, like at all. Right. And it was one of those. And I've had many moments like that, but that was one that was like set in stone. That's what kind of triggered when 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 uh, Naomi uh, put her piece out and stuff like that. And it was like this battle between the institution and like, you know, what is my expectation? Right. Wait a minute. Wait uh, what a minute are people's? Ultimately, what did you do? I had to go perform. You did perform. OK. Yeah. Um, okay. I had to because it was like they're not going to play your shit no more. Like yeah. those, and it was just kind of like, damn, now I got to roll the dice and risk my life, mm-hmm. right? To go down here and do this, right? And I wouldn't have did it if I didn't feel like, I didn't, I didn't feel like if I stepped on the plane, I was going to collapse, right? So I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, I wouldn't have did it if I didn't feel like at least comfortable in my health from a health standpoint. But it was one of those things where you would expect like the people to care about you, you know, and like at what level. And then what is their expectation for you to overcome whatever you're going through to perform on behalf of them and also on behalf of yourself for your own self-interest, right? And that was just like, damn, it becomes like, well, what is that line for, for, for folks? Is it a mental health thing? Is it a physical thing? Is it a financial thing? Like, what, where, where do people draw the line in the sand? And then thinking about, like, what is all the other shit you sacrifice to get to where you are? You know, because I sacrificed all kinds of shit to become a rapper. Mm. You know, I didn't go to college. Like, I threw away, like, relationships and family time. Like, I've literally been on the road for 10 years of my life. Like, and it's just, it's just interesting to see, like, what what's the wall that we hit. And I, the reason I brought up just kind of devil's advocate uh, for that piece was not, not to kind of go against or disagree. It's just that it, it kind of laid bare, like, where when when is we as people operating on the highest levels of whatever career path that we in how much how much should we be willing to sacrifice to to perform in that space 
You know, is, is it too much to ask for somebody to to do an interview? Is it too much to ask for somebody to leave their politics to the side? Is it too much to ask, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? I think it's super, super layered. I think um, the fans have a different expectation, which they have a right to have that, because I think a lot of them kind of look at viewing professional sports as kind of like their getaway, their escape from all of the bullshit, you know, I want to see all of the shit that's going on in the world that's fucked up. I'll look at the news. I don't want to hear about this shit on this platform. I want to, I want to see people who can do this shit at the highest possible level, do that shit and entertain me. You know what I'm saying? So I think being a pro athlete, let me use Kyrie as an example, because that's, that's really what I was taken aback by the most, like the way people were responding mm-hmm. in the comments. And one, one dude in, in, in particular, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he want to be put on blast like that, but he was just like, yo, if I'm a, if I'm his teammate or somebody like that, and he's talking about not really being focused on the game, you know, like, and it's like, we supposed to be here to get W's. You know what I'm saying? Like we all here as a team and you saying you're not focused on the game. That's not cool. And I kind of understood where he was coming from. The only my only thing about that was he played the game. So it would be different if Mm -hmm. he missed a game and was saying, yo, I'm Mm -hmm. just not in it right now. You know, it's so much going on in the world. I think um, you got to be able to rise above that, you know, for the sake of the fans. You know what I mean? Like probably the same mind frame you were in when you went and did that show, knowing you had no business even getting on the airplane. You know what I mean? And I think they don't they don't necessarily care about you. And I think when you when you're doing shit on that level, you're not even supposed to look for people who care about you. You know what I mean? Like Mm. people that you're in business with, you know, you're there to to bring in viewership. I think one one thing that um, a lot of those athletes and shit on that level forget is the value that they bring. And I think a lot of the fans forget about the value that they bring versus what they're being paid. You know, they're so taken aback by, oh man, he agreed to, you know, he agreed to $20 million or whatever it is, but how much money do you think he's bringing to that franchise? How much revenue do you think he's bringing to that yeah. city? You would think it, the guy can at least miss one interview. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, because he's, obviously disturbed with what's going on, you know what I mean? In the world. And everybody don't have to understand that, but the whole, yo man, you still, you supposed to do the post game, this post game interviews. We all watch the post game NBA shit. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing, you know, they don't talk about anything so fucking special. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that the fans missed out on, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. ask me your question, Lou. Yes. I think that, that there is, a demand that the fans have a right to expect and also the corporation, you know what I mean? As fucked up as that sounds, there is a demand. There is something contractually that you're binded to that you have to take in consideration. And, you know, that's, that's comes along with playing some shit on that level. You got to be able to kind of like put some of that shit aside, but me personally, Mm -hmm. I would never Mm -hmm. sacrifice my mental health to do anything because you can't be at your best. You can't be at your best. If you're a fraction of yourself, you know what I mean? Then you're not going to be able mm-hmm. to show up. And once you can't show up, then they're going to stick you in the trash like yesterday's news anyway. So you got to show up the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. However you can work that out, however you can figure it out, you got to figure it out. Rather it's therapy, it's it's something. I don't care if you got to bring your dog with you to every fucking city. I don't care if you got to 
whatever you got to do, you got to figure that out. But you got to make sure that you show up at showtime, you know, and if you're going to miss something, make sure it's something like, you know, like an interview or something, something where you can just pay the fifteen thousand dollar fine and you don't mind paying that price for your. You know, what I mean, for your peace of mind, you know, what I mean, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would never mm-hmm. suggest like, you know, ev- everything's so fucked up in the world. I'm not going to even play today. I wouldn't suggest that. That's that's mm. that's kind of not fair. As fucked up as it sounds, everybody it seems like everybody should be more understanding, but unfortunately, people just aren't. So, mm. nature is kind of like the nature of the beast. And, and with that said, right, Tom, I know you want to talk about the Olympics before we before we got up out of here. But it's it's similar. Mm-hmm. It's it's a similar thing, but now in mass, right? But with different kind of variation, like a different variable pressure in it, right? Like you got. You know, as as advanced as J- as Japan the nation is, I think their vaccination rate is like two percent of their population yeah, is vaccinated, and you know they're expected to to hold the Olympics. You know, they, it got pushed back, and they're gonna they're supposed to do it this summer. Uh, what's that? A year later or whatever? But it was supposed the, to be last know, summer. It got pushed back to this mm, summer. Yeah, but now there's kind of like a call because that part of the world. That whole section of the world, so like Southeast Asia, different even parts of China went back on lockdown. I think Guangzhou, big cities. Um, COVID is still a thing there in a real way, right? Malaysia just went on a mandatory two week lockdown, and you know you had India still, you know, hit that that whole crazy space that it had. And so there's real concern that like that's part of the world is still somewhat unstable. Why would you hold the world's largest sporting event, you know, in a place that? where only 2% of the population is, is vaccinated. You want to bring in all these people to this country. Well, I think yeah. that's the other thing is now you're bringing, you're literally bringing a representative from every country to one place mm-hmm. and then they're going back. Like to me, it's not even about, even if it was in the United States, like the idea that we're just getting out of this and we're going to say, all right, let's bring a representative from every single country all to one place just seems insane to me. I think, I think, um, Making money is going to set set precedence over everything. Yeah, but man, you'd think that we would have learned something over the last eight. Did y'all months. watch Canelo's last fight? Did y'all even see like a a, a, a clip of it in passing online? Hmm. Seventy thousand people, Dallas Stadium. Where, where did they were in Texas though, right? Dallas Stadium. Yeah, but Texas don't care. Yeah. Texas don't give a damn. And not a mask <laughs> to be seen. <laughs> um. To, to but your even point, so, though, right? But even so, about- that that's one place, right? That's what like that. It, it's this is still this is a, such a bigger stage. Oh, shit, seventy thousand people, and it's this early. Well, I I don't disagree. With Ain't you, that yeah. enough to tip? But the Texas, again? <laughs> but yeah, but, it is but Texas. Te- te- Texas was Texas been wide open though. I mean, they've been wide open. But how about the Indianapolis five hundred this past Monday? Didn't they didn't they have over a hundred thousand people in Indianapolis? Wasn't it the largest? post or during COVID crowd in the United States? I mean, hey, and that's the thing when you get into like the the layers of it, like it's outside. The Indianapolis 500 is outside, right? Um, I think it's set up where you can have 250,000 people there, if I'm not mistaken, right? Just Mm. on the ground. So you're saying the percentage was at least, right? Yeah. That's so I mean, and with the Olympics, the thing with the Olympics and money is like the money will come from people coming into the country to watch it and do the mm-hmm. tourism thing and all of that stuff. 
but you're not going to have that. You would just have the, the athletes coming to perform right amongst themselves, you know, kind of if, if any crowd, super small crowds, maybe in some cases, no crowd at all, but it's really for them to just kind of exercise, you know, again, at the highest level in their, in their kind of field or their sport. Um, but there's this whole push to kind of like cancel it, you know, the whole push is just like, you know what? Nah. Um, the pressure, the, 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 the stakes are too high to da, 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 this, that, and the third. So I just felt it was kind of like an interesting kind of piece. I wanted to go cause I wanted to go see the karate competition. Um, there's no way you're going to the, Olympics. I was thinking about being, getting in the Olympics. <laughs> Great dance. Hey, quick fact though, the Indianapolis 500 had a, had a, a sold out at 135,000 people this past Monday. It does hold nearly four hundred thousand during a normal year, though. Yeah, so that is less than fifty percent. You're right. Yeah, go crazy. Race, you gonna go for breakdancing? They need to put rap in the Olympics. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the Five Nine, and Tom Frank. It's official, fellas. The Lupe and Royce show is now on Patreon. We have three different membership levels designed directly for fans of the show, providing a space for bonus content, priority shoutouts, and responses to your questions. Plus, we got perks like discounts, merch, and early access to news and announcements. If you are listening or watching right now, go check it out at www.patreon.com slash Royce. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Royce. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", and Tom Frank. And speaking of rap Olympics, Royce, your verse on that song. Ooh, God. For y'all don't know, Royce the 5'9 has a song with Ransom. Oh, thank you. And uh, he on there, he on there floating. He on there doing his best. Thank you, man. Lupe Fiasco impression, and I was thoroughly, thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed the attempt. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad, Olympic gold worthy. I like it, man, because writing, writing verses these days are like pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. Let's cut it out. It is. Cut it out. It is. I'm like I'm like Kyrie, and I don't mean talent wise. I mean, I'm like Kyrie. I'm just distracted. You know what I mean? I'm, you have other things <laughs> on your mind. Super, super distracted. You know what I mean? Like I don't always, I don't always feel like rapping. You know what I mean? I'm not the same. Well, you, you, I'm not the same young chap that I used to be when I used to just want to write all the time, just write raps, write raps, 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 raps. Now it's just like, what's it for? When you need it. Well. <laughs> I started asking all the questions I used to hate people asking me. Well, you need this buy. <laughs> Who's gonna be on well, this? It, well, it was good, sir. Thank you. It, man. it definitely uh, it set it it set the bar. You had you had MCs in the flutter. Like, ooh, nice. Thank you, brother. So congratulations. Make sure I go get that. Go get uh, what's the name of the song? It's called Royce. Royce, Royce out raps ransom. Is that the name of the song? It's- it's called greed, man. Shout, <laughs> shout the called greed. Shout the ransom. Greed. Don't get a whole don't get a whole mixtape dedicated towards you. You know, ransom is a full <laughs> contact MC, bro. He's like us. Listen, I ain't worried. Have I ever been worried about any rapper <laughs> at all from anywhere in the world? I want all of the smoke, but not really. Shout the ransom. Appreciate you, bro, bro. I want all uh, of the smoke about five years ago. Yeah. I don't want all the smoke. I want a whiff. If you diss me, of the smoke in my direction. Just make sure you diss me from five years ago. Don't diss me now. That that'd be just wrong. It sound good. Let let somebody come out and say Eminem, say something like 
Royce the five nine is better than Eminem. What you talking about? You gonna be all in the comment section throwing shots? Why would I do that? Cause I mean, just saying, you be wanting that smoke. I never, never, never ever got into it with anybody for saying anything about Eminem. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, hey, (laughs) quick announcement, misconceptions, bro. Most common. Nah, okay. The most common. Okay, whatever. Just think that. Need to get Eminem on the show. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. Announce it. Go ahead. Announcement. We're launching our Patreon page. Boom. For all the fans out there that want more, they want more bonus content. They want priority shout outs. They want responses to their questions. Maybe Ooh. they want some perks like Ooh. discounts on merchandise, Ooh. early access to news and announcements. Ooh. We got it for you. All you got to go is patreon.com slash Lupe and Royce. Three different levels. Masterclass. Three different, three different options. Maybe acapella. Masterclass, Masterclass might be on. Tell there. you how good your raps are or, or terrible they are. Uh, or how to make an egg scenes, footage how to make eggs we we got it all so make sure you go over there and subscribe to the patreon we appreciate you in advance for those folks who will come over and i'll be patrons of the show we're gonna make it worth your while and yes. it won't be a shootout we promise <laughs> coming from dj yep. right yo this is uh this is lupe fiasco and uh shout to naomi osaka do what you need to do to get right can't wait to see you back on the court Young lady, you are an inspiration to us all. Guard her with your life. Guard Kyrie Irving with your life. This is Royce the Five Nine. Uh, I didn't vote this year because I had nothing. So, so <laughs> that's all I got. It's the time, Frank. Go Wizards! Big win tonight. I'm predicting it right now. We're going to a game. Six. And with that, thank you for listening. And join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Luban Royce. Give him the number, man. Give him the number. It's 707-276-6261. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you thought about the show. And ask these guys some questions. Or maybe me. Maybe the little old me. Ask Lupe about it. That's our show for the week. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Lou, you killing me, man. You killing me. It shouldn't be this close. We got Richard Pride and Playboy. Come on, baby. Chicago. What up, Royce? Tom, what's happening? Later, fellas. Peace. Salam Love the podcast. Shout out to Lupe, Royce, and Tom. I love the discussion. Detroit versus Chicago. And I wanted to uh, give another uh, two righteous facts. Uh, Nation of Islam started in Detroit when Master Far Muhammad taught most honorable Elijah Muhammad in Black Bottom, a uh, great neighborhood in Detroit. And now Nation of Islam headquarters is in Chicago. So that's a great Detroit-Chicago con- connection. I love you, brothers. And y'all keep keep up the dope work, man. Peace. We out. Lupe, Royce, Tom, it's Robert from Chicago. Lupe's been a lifelong fan since the Fahrenheit series. Nothing but bars, man. Keep it up. Royce, I remember hearing you way back in the day in GTA 3. I don't know if a lot of people remember that, but man, some soundtracks to do a little robbing in. Episode 37 was great. Super hilarious. Tom, keep up the good work. Keeping the guys in check. All you guys keep up the good work. Can't wait till the next episode.
That's our show for the week. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe or follow. Leave us a review and tell your friends to listen. The Lupe and Royce Show is a production of Say What Media. It's recorded and mixed by Claude Jennings. Our head writer is Lauren Sloat. I'm Tom Frank. And our theme music is by, who else? Lupe Fiasco and Royce the Five Nine.